Welcome to So What Else. My name is Caitlin Elliott and I love talking to people. I love hearing people's stories, the big important things they've been through, and also the random stuff. We're going to talk about it all here. This podcast is just me talking with fascinating people so that we can all hear what they have to share with the world. So what else? From the time we are little girls, we dream about our perfect wedding day. Then you meet the guy, get the ring, the dress is purchased, caterer is booked, photographer is scheduled, invitations have gone out. Now, imagine being two weeks before the big day and the whole thing falls apart. Today on the podcast, I have my dear friend Sharon sharing with us about when she found herself in this exact situation. Stay tuned. All right, welcome to this episode of So What Else. Today I have one of my really good friends, Sharon, here with me. Sharon, say hey. Hey, guys. All right, so Sharon, just give like everybody a 30-second intro of who you are. Sure. So Sharon, um, I'm married to my husband, John. We've been married about six years now. Uh, We have two girls, Ashlyn, who's four, just turned four like a couple days ago, and then Braylon, who's two. Um, I live in central New Jersey. I didn't think that was a thing until I actually lived here. Should we make the debate now? Is there a central Jersey? So now you are, you believe there is a central Jersey. I do. I was originally a North Jersey girl and I only thought there was a North and South Jersey. I went to college in South Jersey. So I was like, no, only two. Yeah. 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 I firmly believe there's a central now. (laughs) All right. So for people who are not from New Jersey, this is a huge thing in New Jersey is that some of the state believes there is North Jersey and there is South Jersey. And nobody disagrees that there's night and day difference between North Jersey and South Jersey. It's basically like two different states. But there's a large contingency that believes that there's also a central Jersey. So Sharon is now in the central Jersey group. Honestly, it's never impacted my life enough for me to really have an opinion about it. So I guess I don't know. I guess I'll just be on your team. I'll just say that there's a central Jersey. I appreciate it, you know, being on my team. I, I went in college you. when I met, you know, some people from South Jer- or Central Jersey. I was like, oh, no, no, no. But that's a uh, lie. I mean, yeah. Until you're in it, I guess you don't believe it. But so All now right. I live in Central New Jersey. Excellent. <laughs> um, I am a full time stay at home mom and part time marketing assistant for an accounting firm. And I love all things Disney and I love Lucy. Those are like, I know you do too, Caitlin, with Lucy. So I love Lucy. I had, we used to videotape it, like tape it off of the TV on VHSs. And so we had, we had probably like 10 full VHS tapes of just like reruns of I Love Lucy. And we used to watch them all the time. And I just loved it. So did we, same thing, taped it on the tapes. And then I got the DVDs. So we had those, oh. and now she's on Hulu. So I watch her on Hulu sometimes. I didn't know that it was on Hulu. Yeah, it's been a game changer. I've been like that, watching her. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is such a PSA. Oh my goodness. Wait, how old do you think the girls have to be before we can get them into I Love Lucy? <sighs> like for them to appreciate it? I think, I would like to say tomorrow. But, I know, uh, right? Um, you know, maybe like at least five years, I would yeah, say. Yeah, maybe like really elementary school. Totally. Like I'm really, really trying to like get Jace now because like both of our oldest daughters are four. I'm really trying to get my older one into like movies that I want to watch. You know what I mean? So the other night, this was a huge win for me. We sat down and watched almost the entire movie of The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. I 
I was in my glory. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. This is the best part. This is the best part. Like, Scott was like, you're an idiot. And I was like, no, this is the best movie. And Jay sat through almost all of it. By the end, she was kind of like, okay, like, all right. But I was super excited about that. That's great. That is like a big step. I I had a similar situation recently. Ashlyn was sick. So, you know, we had like a movie afternoon. And she watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids the whole oh, thing too. So I was oh, like, this is great. We're not just watching Frozen, Frozen or you know? Over and over and over. It's like, if we, this is like a whole new stage of parenting for us. Like if we can get into shows with them that we actually want to watch, that is a whole new level. I totally agree. So maybe Lucy's our next obstacle. Lucy will be our just, next thing, you know? especially since it's on Hulu. Hello, yeah. it's so and easy. And it's just so wholesome, you know? Like you put it exactly. on and you're like just laughing at just, like innocent things you know so it's they nice. sleep in separate beds so it's like <laughs> obvious there can't be anything inappropriate in this show <laughs> and they're actually they married smoke. in real life so yeah exactly like, oh my but. gosh i love it so what you left out in your intro is that we're actually related and i know that people are probably sick of me saying things like this but whatever so basically sharon is my sister's sister-in-law Sharon is also related to Amanda, who was on episode whatever number that was. I don't keep track. So if you listened to that one, Amanda is also Sharon's sister-in-law. So we're all related and we're so thrilled about that. And I know that everyone is probably rolling their eyes. Like that's not really related if it's like your sister's sister-in-law, but I don't care. I consider it that way. I call our children cousins and I don't care. I just like people to be related to me. If it was up to, I want everyone to be in my family. I've I've tried to like <laughs> marry off my nephews to like my sisters and my friends and like it hasn't worked yet, but I'm determined. I just want everybody to be related to me. I love it. I am totally with you. And I don't know who was more excited when my brother and your sister got engaged and married, them or us. It oh, hey, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember because Emily and Matt dated for so long. So Emily is my sister. Matt is Sharon's brother. And I remember there was a point in their relationship where I was like, Emily, at this point, if you and Matt were to ever break up, like we would still choose Matt to be in our family. Like <laughs> you would like it would just this is just done. Like you're too far in. Like we just love him and his family too much. It's over. It's like we're together forever. And yes, we love it. I love it. I'm with you. I love being related and everyone being related. It's just it's so, nice. so fun. So if you're listening to this and you're a single person, I have a lot of cousins and cute nephews and just like family members that I would love to marry you off to. So just contact me and I can just set it up. Okay. I mean, I haven't been successful at it yet, but you never know. That was a good PSA. I like that. Yeah. See, what what can you say? So today was so warm and wonderful. This week has been warm and wonderful. It really was. It was like uh, the sunshine. I took the girls to the park. It was like, hey, nice to see you park, you know? Right. (laughs) You forget how bleak like the winter can become. Like when you're in it, sometimes you're like, this is just our life. And then all of a sudden when there's a warm day and you get outside, you're like, oh, there's more, like there's other things than just like sitting in your house day after day after day after day. Yes. And then you put COVID on top of it and it's like, I don't even know who uh, we are. Anymore. I um went, so I went to the park today, like I said, and I met two other moms and I know, like, I love the expression you use, Caitlin, life-giving, so yes. life-giving to talk to them because yes. they were like saying the same things, how like, you know, pandemic for the year and nice to see the sunshine and get out and even see the kids like, 
interacting a little totally. bit. It was really nice outside, you know? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it was a beautiful day. Very, very thankful that it was warm. Absolutely. We have so much melting snow around here, though. I will say it was a mud pit. And like my youngest, Emerson, is so obsessed with Peppa Pig that she, you know, jumping up and down in muddy puddles, whatever. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, God bless you, like whatever. But she is obsessed with jumping in muddy puddles and I just gave in. The kid was it was disgusting. It was horrifying. So I am excited for the snow to be officially gone and dried up and for my entire yard not to be a mud pit, but I'm not going to complain. I'm just happy that it was warm weather. Do you guys have a lot of snow still? We still have like a fair amount. Scott was actually, he took out the snow shovel to try and even it out so that it would like melt faster. Like he was trying to like flatten out the huge hills of it so that it'll melt faster. But there's like a lot. Are you done with snow? We have, um, so everybody in our neighborhood is done, but just the way like the front of our house faces, mm. we have like this little mound and it's like okay. the only mound in our entire neighborhood. Um, but that's basically it. Just a few like little mounds here. Yeah. There. Yeah. But see, that just goes to show that being in central Jersey is like a different climate than North Jersey. It's true. It's true. Like it I still have circle. Totally. Like we have a ton of snow up here still. And the fact that you have none, it's like, hello, we like live in different climates. So what are you going to do about it? It really does make a difference. You know, when I visit family up in North Jersey, sometimes it's like four degrees colder. Like Which I, I wear is a, lot. a light jacket and then I get out there and I'm like, it's actually cold here. Yes. And especially because you guys are very close to the beach. How close do you live to the beach? About like 15 minutes. Oh, that's so it nice. It is nice. I do like that. I miss, I miss, you know, Bergen County mom and pop restaurants and family and friends, but I do like living by the beach. The that's beach fun. is nice. Okay. Because like where we live and where we've always grown up and like kind of you two, you know, like if you live in New Jersey, you go down the shore, like you can go for the day for sure. But you know, depending on where you live in Jersey, it might be an hour, hour and a half. When you have little kids, you don't want to drive an hour in the morning, spend the day at the beach and an hour at the end of the day. It's like people are freaking out, melting down. It's it's a whole thing. But if you're just 15 minutes from the beach, you can absolutely go in the morning and still be home by nap time. Like Yeah. And even do like the evening thing where you just oh, like yeah. bring a blanket and have dinner. Um that oh. I really enjoyed. I didn't get that until I lived down here too. But um that's been super cool because then everybody goes home and it's not that hot in the summer. Right. And the kids can just kind of run. They're not trampling people. Like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah. During COVID, that was good. Just to take like the girls to the beach at night and just like run. Absolutely. And have fun and get fresh air. Oh, I love that. That's good. I like that. Mm. Well, so she just made a we very to do a picnic this summer. We're Absolutely. <laughs> you just made a really strong case for Central Jersey living, let me tell you. Yeah. So now I got to go around our neighborhood and find somebody selling a house and put Seriously, it out there. Right? right? Absolutely. We'll post it on the show notes if there's <laughs> if there's a house listing. I still really haven't figured out what show notes are, but everybody says it in their podcast. So then I say it from time to time, but I don't really know what it is, but it's okay. I'll figure it I out like at some it. point. Between the two of us, you have like a dating service going on. Right. On the side. I have like a realty thing going exactly. on. Exactly. We're just reinventing ourselves. Just fake That's it till you good. make it. This I love it. A hundred percent. Hey, we're good. Um, all right. So you have now told us that you are married and you have two children. You have two little girls. But I know, so another thing that I forgot to mention is that Sharon and I do go back prior to even my sister and her brother getting married. We went to camp together. We were in the same cabin, right? 
Yeah, I think Lighthouse, right? That one year? Yes, Lighthouse. Yeah. Um, Pine Bush Bible Camp, shout out if anybody's listening. Uh, Teen Week. So yeah, so we were in the same cabin. (laughs) So we were friendly prior to Emily and Matt ever even dating, whatever. So we have a history. We've been friends for a long time. So I know, because you are my friend, that prior to you getting married and having your children, you were engaged to somebody else. And I actually, you know, at the time that you were engaged to this person and dating and whatever, we weren't so close that I didn't know like a ton about your relationship. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know. So just recently you kind of shared with me the whole story and I feel like it's super powerful and I feel like it's something really powerful to share, to share with the group here, the So What Else group. So you so graciously agreed to share your story with us, but we did agree that we think it would be appropriate to protect the privacy of um, Sharon's ex. So we are just going to call him Olaf because that was the only name we could come up with because as we just explained, all we ever watch is Frozen because we both have a two-year-old and a four-year-old girl and our whole life is Frozen and I have the entire soundtrack memorized. So we're just going to call him Olaf and we're going to move on and we're going to share the story. How's that sound? That's perfect, right? I can't think of a better name. Absolutely. If we ever get a dog, I might name him Olaf. I don't that know. would be perfect. There we yeah. go. Done. So, all right, start at the beginning. How did you meet him? Bring us to the beginning. Sure. So we met in August, 2011. We met on Christian Mingle, the online dating nice. site. I think it still exists. I'm not sure. I think I it does. It does. Yes. It worked well. I mean, you know, it was a good site. And, um, you know, we dated about a year mm-hmm. and it was really good. A very good dating relationship. Uh, there was conflict, but nothing significant, no mm-hmm. red flags. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot mm-hmm. in common. We both like to travel, you know, go on adventures mm-hmm. and uh, we like sports, so we went to a lot of Yankee games. Nice. Sorry if anyone's not a Yankee fan, but uh, so that's what we did. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot in common. So we had a lot of fun, and we were we dated for about a year. We got engaged mm-hmm. August 2012. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like how we met. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So while you were dating, everything was like pretty normal, like whatever. No, was there any like kind of crazy red flags or anything like that? No, nothing really. I mean, just occasional conflict, but nothing that was like glaring at me that was like, don't move forward. This is wrong. Um, You know, like I said, we we had a lot of fun together. We did a lot of fun things. So it was, it was really good while we were dating. Awesome. All right. So then you got engaged. We did. Um, And like I said, August, 2012. So it was about a full year of of dating before Mm -hmm. we got engaged. And then we were supposed to be married a year after that, August 2013. Okay. Apparently, we loved the month of August. I don't yeah, know. exactly. But uh, yeah, so we had like a full year that we were supposed to be engaged as well. Um, and then we didn't really have a lot of significant conflicts or any red flags, even at the beginning of mm-hmm. being engaged. But maybe like eight months in, right around April 2013, mm-hmm. all of these like red flags started coming out and waving and we mm. had all these significant conflicts um about a, like a lot of major issues mm. um like trust jealousy communication mm. honesty conflict resolution there was even one that i didn't realize was going on at the time but mm. in retrospect after uh going through like a lot of counseling that um i was told that there was also a lot of like manipulation from him mm. on his part some emotional abuse so there was mm. a lot of like really deep issues that just started coming to head 
right around that time, um, you know, four months before we were going to get married yeah. and we were going to pre-marriage counseling. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were kind of talking about it, I guess, on a surface level mm-hmm. with, um, our pastor at the time, but not mm-hmm. digging as deep as we should have been, right. um, you know, opening up as much as we should have been. So why do you think, do you think because you were like embarrassed to admit that you had issues or do you think that you weren't even admitting to yourself that there were issues? Uh, I guess a little bit of both. Um, yeah. you know, I was scared to tell people because at the time I was a very private person. Um, yeah. you know, I, I wanted to like appear like everything was okay and it was good and I mm-hmm. could tackle everything. Um, you know, but the truth is that I couldn't, and I guess I'll talk more about this later, but that's something significant that I learned from it. But, um, yeah, I think it was like a little bit of, of both, you know, like I just didn't want to open up for that reason. And then also I, I knew if I opened up that I would have to approach something major. And yeah, totally. That's kind of where I was at in my head. And, yeah. you know, him and I would talk about the conflicts. And as time went on, you know, April, May, June, mm-hmm. I any, every time we had a major conflict about any one of these issues, mm-hmm. I would suggest to him, what if we postpone the wedding? What if we move it back? Okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. How about we work out these issues before we get married? Cause I don't feel mm-hmm. comfortable moving forward. Mm-hmm. And pretty much every time that I brought that up, he would just say, no, shut it mm-hmm. down. Okay. Tell me I was crazy. You know, say absolutely not. Yeah. How could you even think of something like that? So, you know, at the time I'm thinking, okay, I am crazy. Like I, how right. could I think of something like that? You know, just yes. chalking it up to normal wedding nerves. Yeah. I remember that's something that I feel like uh, you've mentioned a lot that came up a lot is that he would tell you you're crazy. Like if you would say that something made you feel uncomfortable or something made you feel insecure or you were worried about something, he would kind of always be like, oh, stop, you're crazy. Yes. Yeah. And like I said, at the time, I didn't realize that that was like a really bad thing. But, um, you know, after counseling and looking back, it was a really bad thing. Um, But if come a long way and kind of realize that it is a really bad thing. So I'm hoping that it can kind of, uh, you know, shed some light for anybody that's being yeah. told that, that same thing. Absolutely. So while this was all going on, all right, so you were dating, dating was fine. You got engaged, it's mostly fine. Then all of a sudden you start having these big conflicts. Do you feel like the wedding planning like put pressure on you and that's what was causing the conflicts? Or do you think that it was just that you, he was like, showing more of his true colors or what do you think? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was showing his true colors. You know, he was, like I said, he was very romantic. So he was very yeah. good at talking. Uh-huh. Um, I saw a lot of words, not so many actions. Okay. Um, and also, yeah, I guess it was stressful planning the wedding. And I remember asking a lot of my uh, friends who were married or engaged, mm-hmm. um, did you have nerves? Were you nervous about getting married? And mostly everybody said yes, but Mm -hmm. I could tell that they didn't have the same nerves to the extent that I did. It was more just like, yeah, I'm nervous to be the center of attention or I'm nervous that everything will go well, but it wasn't like, I am severely nervous to marry this person. And I never shared that and I should have, but I never did. So you weren't having nerves about like, is my hair going to look good that day? You know, like you were like, is this, right to spend the rest of my life with this person. 
That was exactly it. Yeah. And so when you were talking to friends and stuff like that and asking like, oh, did you have wedding jitters? People were kind of mostly citing like, oh, yeah, I was so nervous about my photographer, like blah, blah, blah. And you were like, oh, that's not what I'm talking about. But you didn't say that out loud. I didn't say that out loud. And I think even like my inner circle, my parents, you know, Mm -hmm. my brother, your sister, my best friends, like kind of saw me like really struggling, but I Mm -hmm. didn't even like open up to any of them about it. Like they saw Sharon who normally is a, a, you know, pretty consistent person becoming very mad, becoming very bitter, becoming very insecure, becoming very sad. Yeah. Um, So they kind of saw all this happening too. And I really respect all of them because Mm -hmm. nobody gave me their opinion on a decision that I should make. So, yeah, you know, the decision, the decision I did make was 110% mine. Mm-hmm. So I'm like being a parent now, looking back on that, uh, that must've been really hard for my parents yeah. to like watch me be so hurt all the time and yes. getting so skinny, not because I was getting married right? <laughs> uh, because right. I was struggling so much yeah. uh, and like not necessarily saying anything because they didn't want me to, you know, blame them. Right. you know, the rest of my life. So, um, yeah, so all this stuff was going on. It was every time anyone said like, you're, you're getting married soon. It was like, Oh, it wasn't like any type of excitement at all whatsoever. So, okay. I remember. So you're having nerves, you're having conflict. You would talk about it with him, but you wouldn't really open up to like to anybody else, but people could tell that you were struggling. And then at some point it kind of came to a head and you decided to kind of like go away for the night. Yes, I did. Um, it was like a month or so before we were supposed to get married. And I remember saying to him, like, I just, I just need to give, get away and like, give mm-hmm. this to God. It's mm-hmm. a really big thing. We're having a lot of issues here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to be alone with God. And I went to, at the time I was working and traveling a lot for work. So I had all these like hotel points saved up. Yeah. So I just went to actually in central Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I stayed at just some like hotel on the beach. Cause that's mm-hmm. where I just feel closest to God and just can yeah. kind of like, you know, kick back. Yeah. Zone out for a little bit. So I prayed and I read my Bible and I was like, just trying to see God and be like, please give me clarity on yeah. this. You know, I'm supposed to be getting married in a month and this is yeah. how I feel, but I don't feel passionately enough to say like, you know, don't do it or do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent like the night and I mean, I told my parents and also Olaf, um, where I was going to be. So they knew, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. I remember driving home the next day and almost being like frustrated at God being like, Mm. I'm doing this really big thing. And I feel like I'm giving it to you. And I don't feel like I know what to do. And I'm getting married in a month. So that was, that was frustrating at that point. But all right. So back up when you first booked the hotel and you were like, I'm going to go do this. What did you tell your parents and your fiance? Like, were you like, Oh, I'm just going away for the night for fun. Or did you (laughs) tell them like, I'm, I'm having like, severe emotional like stress and anxiety about this and that's why I'm going away like how did you explain it to them to Olaf I said that um you know with all the issues and the conflict we've been having like I just need to get away I just Mm -hmm. need to give this to God and Mm -hmm. just figure out where I'm at kind of thing and what did he say he was all for it he was okay about it um you know because I think he really wanted 110% to move forward. So yeah. like, whatever she has to do, let her do it. Okay. Um, and then to my parents, I just kind of said, like, I'm getting married and mm-hmm. um, it's a big decision and I just want to pray about it. And they were cool with it too. So, okay. And they didn't push you. Like nobody was like, wait, tell me, tell me, can I come with you? No. Yeah. No one, no one said, I didn't really, 
open up much more right. past that about it. Um, again, I wish I did, but I didn't. So that's really all I told told both of them. And I think I think they were the only people that I told. That okay, I was yeah. To do that. So. So while you were there, you know, you you prayed, you relaxed, you rested, and you you kind of just like were hoping to hear from God. Do you feel like you did? Like, were you like, oh, and then it was this like super moment of clarity? Yes, but not then. Um, okay. It was almost like one of those answers to prayer where it's like he answers later. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I heard loud and clear later on, but not, this was again, July, 2013. Our mm -hmm. wedding was supposed to be August, 2000, 2013. And, um, but at that time I didn't feel like I had any kind of clarity. And mm -hmm. like, as things went on, I had some beautiful wedding events. Uh, the women in my life just showered me with mm -hmm. love, a bridal shower and bachelorette party. And I will cherish those moments forever. But each one of those, as time went on, it was just like, uh, I'm dreading this. This is not okay. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I was at with it all. Okay. So then you went to the beach. You didn't feel like you went to the hotel. You didn't feel like you got super clarity from that. No. And so when you came back, did he ask you like, so what do you think? Like, are we on? Are we good? And you were like, yeah. Like, what was that conversation like? No, he didn't ask me anything. Um, and I think it kind of just went back to that was the way like he reacted towards conflict. It was just okay. like kind of brush it under the rug or pretend it wasn't happening. Like example, every time that we had some kind of conflict about a major issue, he would, and I would suggest postponing the wedding. He would say, no, like just kind of acting like it didn't exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this was, that was kind of his approach with the whole going away for a night to pray about it thing too. Okay. So you got back and everyone just kind of acted like everything's normal. Yes. Yep. Pretty much. So, okay. So then you had like your, your shower, your bachelorette, all that stuff, your things are going. Um, and then you, what happened next? Didn't you open up to a friend at some point? Or I know you had like a wedding beforehand. Yeah. So the next thing that happened was like the thing that drove me to make the decision. And, okay. um, like looking back on it, the way that God orchestrated all of the moving pieces, um, in this game mm -hmm. is, was just like really cool. Yeah. So my cousin was getting married, um, in LBI two mm -hmm. weeks before we were supposed to get married. So this is the beginning of August, 2013. Okay. And, um, every year my family would rent a house with, um, my pastor and his wife at the time, okay. my family would rent the bottom part. And then mm -hmm. my pastor and his wife, who are also very close family friends mm -hmm. would stay on the top. And the reason they right. did that was because beach mission was going on. Mm -hmm. So, um, basically that's like a vacation Bible school on the beach for anybody that doesn't know. And a lot of us have been involved in it and it's, it's, it's super cool. very cute. It's like, you can go down to LBI and bring your kids to the beach every day. And there's like a whole program with like songs and Bible stories and skits. And like, it's so precious. It but is anyway. Really nice. Beginning Go of on. August this yeah. year, it's happening. So if yeah, you we'll, something to we'll do, put it in the out. show notes. We'll put it in the show <laughs> notes, everybody. <laughs> oh, uh, beach mission. Good times. Love it. All right, um, keep going. So anyway, we rent the, oh, every year they would rent the house um, in LBI during beach mission. And her wedding, my cousins, just so happened to be during one of those weeks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my family, uh, my parents, mm -hmm. Olaf, uh, Emily, Matthew, we all went to this wedding in LBI mm -hmm. and then we were going to stay for the weekend in the house because we had it. Why not mm -hmm. spend the weekend at the beach? So 
um, I remember at the wedding specifically, like every time somebody would be like, you're next, like your mm. wedding's in two weeks. And they meant it as a good thing. Every time somebody said it, it was almost like, like a knife was being shoved in my stomach. Oh. And it was like, I need to do something about this. This is, this is not okay. Like two weeks before my wedding, I should be like, pretty much everything's done. You know, right. like we're ready to go. And I should be excited to make this big decision with somebody that I love and, you know, yeah. want to spend the rest of my life with. And I didn't feel that at all. Like there was nothing, no excitement, no joy, mm. no happiness. It was just like fear, dread, everything. Oh. So at the wedding, you know, had a good time, smiled. And mm -hmm. um, at your cousin's I was wedding. Like the next, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I yeah. was like the next day I have to approach this. This needs okay. to be talked about. Yeah. So um, the first person that I called was my best friend, Krista, and mm -hmm. she didn't know any of it either. And just opened up, told her you everything. Just told her everything. We were on the phone for like hours and, uh, you know, she was the first person that I told. And, um, you know, the reason I didn't tell my parents is because they were off entertaining Olaf. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. On the beach. I felt bad. And, uh, <sighs> you know, so after she just listened and just, yeah. you know, kind of talked me through it and again, never gave her opinion. And then obviously the next told my parents told Olaf, just just like, here's where I'm at. Like we yeah. need to we need to talk to somebody like this yeah. is not okay how I'm feeling. And I know yeah. it's not okay. So again, one of the cool things about how God orchestrated that is that we were at the LBI house and right. the person that was doing our pre-marriage counseling was right upstairs, <laughs> which so is so I'm funny. Sure on, it's so funny. I'm sure on his vacation, he was kind of like, ah, but I'm very <laughs> hey, thankful for him and what totally. he, he did for us. So absolutely. So we kind of spent, this was like a Saturday. We spent, um, almost like a day and a half, just like counseling. And wow. the whole thing we were counseling about was does Sharon want to postpone this wedding? Like, you know, okay. Olaf yeah. kind of shut it down every other time, but th this is a serious thing. This yeah. shouldn't be how she's feeling. And he wholeheartedly still wanted to get married in two right. weeks. And I was just like, should I do this? Should I not? You know, we've paid for everything. Everything is done. Yeah. Um, you know, how can I yeah. you know, pull the trigger with this? So, you know, we counseled with our pastor together. We counseled one-on-one -on -one with him. Mm -hmm. um, and I still just kind of felt like, I don't know. Like, I yeah. just, I don't know. Oh, and one thing to know about me is Sharon at this point, yeah. the most indecisive, agonizing right. over decisions, people pleaser mm -hmm. to the max. Yeah. I'll talk more about that later, but um, that that's who I was. Yeah. So we did all that. And then it was like a Sunday night and mm -hmm. Olaf was going to drive home from the beach. Mm -hmm. And then I was going to go back to my house the next day, Monday morning right. for work. And uh, I walked Olaf out to the car. And um, at that point, he gave me an ultimatum. He said, either we get married or we hit the reset button and cancel altogether. So he was like, we're not postponing. Like, he's like, I know you keep saying postpone, postpone. I'm not doing that. We're either getting married in two weeks or we're just not getting married. Yes. Yeah, so he gave me that uh, which was actually I never wanted to cancel, but was very was helpful for me right. because it was the craziest feeling I mm. I think I, one of the craziest I've ever had because when he said that mm. and he got into his car, like it was like this huge weight and burden was just like lifted off of me, and I felt so light and so free. Wow, it was the answer to prayer that I was you yes. know, asking for that month. So before. you had like a moment of clarity, I like did. you had a moment. So when he said that, so he said, we're either 
canceling or we're getting married. Did you answer him or did you say, okay, go and we'll talk about it another day? Yeah. I, I just said, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow because okay. I, I wanted to just like sleep on it with that, yeah, with yeah, that yeah. feeling to like move down, you know, that road. Yes. Two weeks before we're supposed to get married. But as he was driving away, I, I knew, you knew. Like, I, I knew right then and there. And I never Ugh. once doubted that decision from that point on. It was just so clear to me. So I remember walking That's back awesome. into the house and my parents yeah. were watching TV. And I said to them, I was like, I'm really sorry, guys, but I think I'm going to have to cancel the wedding. And what did they um, say? What was cool about that is they almost looked like relieved themselves. Like uh, they saw this Sharon that was yes. starting to transform into someone that she, she wasn't. And, yeah. you know, obviously marriage is a good thing and we're supposed to be helping each other look like Christ and we yeah. probably changed in a lot of ways that right and our, our spouse helps us through things but it was not going like that for me right so that was cool to see relief in their eyes because I was like oh all this money and this time and this effort yes wasted but that was nice to see wow so that's something I did want to touch on how much did as you were struggling with this decision over months how much did like the money play into your decision because like I know for me, that would have been such a hard thing to get past, right? Like, and it sounds trite, right? Like, oh, it's money, who cares? Like, but no, like when you're living it, when you're in it and you're like, we put down a deposit on a place, I bought a dress, we booked a photographer, like we da 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 And it's like, you're counting up, like, I'm sure that that was playing into it. Yes, wholeheartedly. And that was actually something that I probably struggled with the longest out of yeah. even past, like breaking this off, like years after right. that, it's just like, you know, so-and-so spent all this money and, mm -hmm. and I did all of this and I spent mm -hmm. all this money and, mm -hmm. and this person did all of these cool things for me. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I just felt so bad because of, of like having to almost, you know, quote unquote, waste it. Yeah. But I, I still, like I said, I cherish all the events and the moments, but that was something I really struggled with. Um, you know, and as far as like even canceling vendors and whatnot, I had an amazing support system. You know, mm -hmm. my parents, Matthew and Emily, my best mm -hmm. friends, my church family, mm -hmm. my family, everybody like really helped me, um, yeah. you know, through that part. Uh, I think the only person I actually called was the photographer okay. and, uh, he was very nice. He was yeah. like, I'm so sorry to hear that, but I wish you the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 But even like you know, one thing that was really important to me through it all was like, do the right thing. Even yeah. if it's like the most uncomfortable, awkward yes. situation you can possibly go to, like go through, like do the right thing. Yeah. So I brought back every single gift that his family uh, member gave me. That was, yeah. a, that was a rough one too. Yikes. But, um, yeah, um, I, I go back to all these moments and I think if you can do that, Sharon, you can, you do, can do this. You can change this 17th poop diaper for yeah. the day. No big deal. Totally. You know? All right. So you, so he drove away. He gives you an ultimatum, uh, ultimatum. He drives away. You have this moment of like intense clarity where you're like, I know exactly what I have to do. You go in the house, you tell your parents, they seem relieved, which I'm sure helped you feel great. Cause you're like, okay, like if they're relieved, then like, obviously like this, like this is a good thing, right? Like I'm going to have the support of my parents. So then what happened next? Like, did you call him? Did you see him? Like, what did you do? Yeah. So I called him the next day, the next morning. And I said, okay. let's meet up. Um, mm -hmm. I think that was like the next, th this was a Sunday. Mm -hmm. I called him Monday morning, Tuesday, we met up Okay. and um, we met in a public place. Cause I just, mm -hmm. I didn't know how he was yeah. going to react. And 
you know, kind of had my parents and a, and a couple of friends stationed. Yeah. It, yeah. This was a small town. So like stationed throughout just to like, That's a good I don't idea. know. I, I didn't yeah. know what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, told them and I said, I thought about it and I'm going to cancel it. I just don't feel comfortable moving forward. I don't mm-hmm. feel like it's fair to me. I don't feel like it's fair to you to get married Yeah. Um, in two weeks. I'm not ready for it. And I'm sorry to do this now, but yeah, this is when I'm having the clarity about it. I'm just thankful that I'm having it now before we're married than after we're married. It'd be a lot messier. Um, So at first he was, there was a lot of emotions on both ends. Um, He was sad. He was mad. He was in Mm. shock. I was pretty like, you know, I guess, cause I had a a, a day to prepare. Mm -hmm. I was pretty good, but what I really, really struggled with, which kind of took me by surprise was actually like taking the ring off and giving it to him. I guess it just symbolized the permanency of yeah, it of course yeah that well and it's and a really ring hard. is such a symbol yeah and it's like you wear it and oh when you're when you're getting married and uh, so I can imagine right. that that would be really hard yeah exactly and it's like okay I you know I, I was always wanted to be married yeah so yeah. badly wanted to be a wife and I was saying like I it's more important to me to be like listening to God on this one and like moving forward with whatever he has yeah. than it is to just marry the wrong person Absolutely. And that was really hard to, to do. You know, like you said, the ring is, is so exciting for, yes. for a woman to wear and oh, yeah. men too, but you know, like being engaged yeah. for the woman. So. Wow. So, I mean, you're just like so strong. Like I, that's incredible. So you tell him it's obviously emotional. It's a little rough, you know, so then you take off the ring, very difficult. You go your separate ways. And then you had, I'm sure, several weeks of like hell, you know, returning gifts, telling people the weddings off. Like, what was that like? Yeah, that that was rough. That was like a roller coaster um, mm-hmm. of emotions, and you know, some things that I wasn't expecting to feel. I I felt, and other things I was expecting to feel. Um, the immediate feeling was relief. And I Mm -hmm. think I felt that for like the first three days because it was like, I have a decision. Mm -hmm. And then once I did it, like I said, the ring kind of was the first thing where it was just like, you know, sadness. Um, you know, I was mad. I felt embarrassed because I was Mm -hmm. like, I called off this, this wedding, um, this engagement. And for all these reasons that I never opened up about. And Mm so many people were so encouraging with messages about, like you said, about being strong. And I never thought of myself like that when, when doing this. So that Mm -hmm. meant so much to me, all that encouragement. Um, you know, I felt lonely if I'm being honest, there were times when I'm like, this is not fair. Like what is happening here? I'm supposed to be married. And now I'm like bawling on my bedroom floor every night, which Uh, was a good thing to do, but, um, just to grieve, but Mm -hmm. it was, it was really hard. And I actually like looking back on like my journals because mm-hmm. I was reading them. Um, I wrote one thing here, which is like, I feel right after I broke it off, I feel relieved. The feelings of doubt, fear, dread, and nerves were almost paralyzing. Mm. But now I mostly feel relief. Sometimes I feel sad, upset, a new kind of fear, loneliness, but I trust that God's going to do awesome things with this. So um, oh. I was reminded of all those feelings, you know, like, ah, yes. a roller coaster. All right. right. First of all, I just want to say, like, how awesome are you that you journal? Like, that's, this is like such a commercial for why it's so awesome to journal in life. Because like, now you're however many years past this. How many years ago was this? Uh, Eight. 
So you're eight years <laughs> down the road and you can look back and see exactly what you were thinking and feeling in that season, which is cool because there's so many times we go through things and it's like, it's hard to remember. You know what I mean? Like you're a few years out and you forget sometimes like the, either the depth of your pain or the heights of your joy and stuff. It's hard to kind of like recreate that emotion, you know, but for you to be able to go back into a journal and like read what you wrote and you know, I, I just feel like that's like really awesome that you have those journals and just that what you wrote was so awesome. Like that you were like, I was paralyzed by my fear of marrying this guy. And even though now I feel lonely and sad, I do feel relief, relieved, Re <laughs> relieved. I do feel relieved <laughs> that, and like you felt like you did the right thing. Yeah, I, um, I've um, i always liked journaling. I actually have this like silly journal that I, I called it my travel journal mm -hmm. that I used to write about when I was like five or no, not five, maybe like 10. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was like, today we did this. Today we did this, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just funny to read and look back on. And I haven't been so good at journaling the past couple of years, you know, with the girls children pretty much hello. fall asleep right away, but Absolutely. I'm trying to get back into it because, and I'm, I'm thankful for like today and being able to talk about my story because it's reminded yeah. me how yeah. important and how valuable journaling is to, to me because yeah. I forget everything. So, oh, me too. Are you kidding me? That, I mean, that's awesome. So, I mean, did you have times post you know, the wedding, canceling it and everything where you were really like, I'm going to be single the rest of my life, possibly. Yes, I did. Um, and I really struggled with that, you know, mm -hmm. just knowing that making the decision and it kind of boiled down to it's better for me to be single than marry the wrong person. And especially yeah. somebody that I'm having these severe, uh, paralyzing doubts yeah. about, um, so I had to keep reminding myself of that um, mm -hmm. because it, I did struggle with that a lot. And, you know, weddings were hard to go to, obviously, for of a course. while because you're like, thought I'd be going with my husband, thought we yeah. would be celebrating yeah. you know, marriage together like they are. Yeah. But I just had to keep reminding myself, you know, like, God is good. He will bring mm -hmm. me through this. And, you know, like I said, better to be single than marry the wrong person. Did you ever regret your decision? Not once, which is uh, crazy because that's amazing. Um, like I said, old Sharon, terrible decision maker and questioned mm -hmm. like every decision I ever made. So mm -hmm. having peace about it was really cool too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So take us like further down your story. So basically you call it off and then like how long were you single and when did you meet your husband and stuff like that? Um. Yeah, so I guess it, you know, for the first couple of weeks, it was really hard. And mm. I wouldn't say I felt like normal, quote unquote, mm -hmm. for like four months, I would say, mm -hmm. which is actually quicker than I thought. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I really put a lot of time into grieving. Olaf and I were supposed to be renting an apartment and it oh, was under yeah, my name. Yeah. So I decided to just keep it because I was like, I need just a space for me just to be able to like grieve and come to. When right, I'm right when I'm sad and just mm -hmm. like kind of go through all these things and sort yeah. them out, you know? Yeah. So just kind of having that space was, was good for me. Yeah. Um, I started to see a counselor. I love counseling. Mm. Oh um, yes. I wish I could do it all the time. Totally. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, 
And then actually I met and was put in touch with a lot of women specifically who called off engagements. Mm -hmm. And that was very powerful, very encouraging. And they were able to share their stories and like what worked for them and what didn't, Yes, um, you know, and, and just kind of their experiences. So some of them were, or most of them were just really encouraging. Mm -hmm. That's Uh, awesome. So then it was about four months and then, um, that I started to feel like, okay. Okay. Yeah. But I actually met my, my husband, John, mm. I met him a month after I broke off the wedding. Wow. And so I was like, you know, I, I actually look back on my journals again. And I, I wrote on September 21st, 2013, almost like a month after I broke off this engagement. Yeah. I, I wrote this really, really long, like I, prayer in this, mm-hmm. in my journal, just yeah. about my future husband and like all his qualities. And yeah. Just, like, praying for him specifically and just being like, if here's my desire, but if yeah. I ever don't meet him, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. And then I actually met him a week later. So, um, that was neat to see that kind of played out. Yeah. But, yeah. So we met, um, the end of September actually wasn't, wasn't looking for anyone at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. It was actually like the first thing that I did and mm-hmm. the first fun thing that I did. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, Matthew brought me to it. It was called Aww. a taco crawl. Yes. And, um, what it was, was a lot of uh, people our age from the crossing and some like friends of friends, we all went on this taco crawl in New York yeah. city where we split up into two teams. And then we kind of traveled throughout all these restaurants and we would compete with like eating contests and contests and like uh, every restaurant you hit, you got a point or something like that. But Julian That's did fantastic. it. You know how good he is at yes. planning things. So he did a great job. So anyway, Matthew brought me, it's like, come on, let's have fun. Do something fun for yourself. Aww, All right. So what a sweet brother. Yes. He was, he was awesome. Um, Matthew and Emily, they actually, the night I broke off the engagement, they, they came down to LBI. We were there and like, Aww. they drove in the middle of the night. It was, it was very nice. Oh, that's so nice. So, and then, um, John's sister, Amanda, who was mm-hmm. in episode, whatever. Yes. She brought him to the top because at the time, Amanda and Matthew were both going to the crossing. Right. And not for any intention other than, hey, come have fun, too. Yeah. So we met on the taco crawl and we were on the same team. And um, yeah, we got along really well. I liked him right away. I really did. But I also knew him like, oh, I'm not ready. Like, right. Pump those brakes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. um, It was nice to kind of have that that story. Oh, my gosh. So then how did you guys start dating? Um, so he asked me, you know, if I wanted to go out on a date and I, I did, I really did want to go out with him. Um, but I just knew I needed time. It was just too soon. And Mm -hmm. so I said, I just, I need time. Um, you know, I am interested. I don't know when that's going to be, when I'm going to be okay to to do it. So, you know, don't wait around, but, um, I, I just need my time to, to grieve and like get through this because, I will be a better person for whoever my future husband is by, yeah. by doing that. Um, Again, so with your gracious. wisdom, you're amazing. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> but um, so he was he gracious. Was gracious and gave uh. me my space. And, um, you know, he would send me a lot of encouragement. And mm. I was like, this guy is really encouraging, but he's like honest in his encouragement. Yes. Like, like he, he knows, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, 
you know, he had some like relational issues in his mm -hmm. past too. So yeah. we were able to bond about that. Yeah. Um, those were some of the most powerful testimonies where people that had been through like broken engagements, broken, significant, broken relationships, yeah. broken marriages, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Totally. Um, you know, so he was, he was very gracious. So then, um, we both were, went on the 26 below retreat yes. that happens in January every year up at mm -hmm. camp of the woods. Um, and we went up there and we just talked a lot there. Yeah. And this was about, what was it? Like five months mm -hmm. after the broken engagement. And we kind of just shared our stories and yeah. we had a lot of fun. Like I felt yeah. very like free and light and very Sharon around yes. myself, which was neat. Oh. And I remember some, some person said to me when I was with Olaf that um, Olaf doesn't have the same sparkle that you have. So mm. I, that's always stuck with me. Like we're just, uh, you know, yeah. it just didn't mesh. Yes. And I kind of felt like we both had, John and I both had a, just a sparkle together. Yeah, Sounds totally. silly and corny, but I don't Not know. Not at all. With me. Not at all. I love that. Yeah. So we, we went to camp of the woods and had a really good time. And then I, I just took another month. I don't know. Yeah. We were talking all throughout all this yeah. now, um, you know, consistently messaging and even talking on the phone at this point uh. past uh, camp of the woods. And, um, you know, one, one day I was like, what am I waiting for? Like, yeah. I just, I feel ready. Like I, I, yes. I, it's a little sooner than I probably would have even expected, but I just right. I feel ready. And there's yeah. no guideline that says like, you have to wait this amount of right. time. Right. So, Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I told him I, I would love to go on a date with you and I'm 110% ready to give you my heart because I wasn't for so long. Yeah. And, uh, that's when we started dating. So we kind of did it backwards. We started dating and then yeah. we went on our first date. Yeah. 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 So, and then uh, I actually went on a missions trip in between, in between that. So it was a whole bunch oh of things going on at gosh. that point. I love it. And then the rest is history. Now you're married. You have history. two kids. Yeah. Wow. And, and I never, ever once had doubts or nerves about marrying him. Wow. And I got it. Like I got what all those people were talking about. Yes. Like, yeah. I had nerves about being the center of attention. Yes. About the wedding. Out. Yes. Yes. I got it. So that was. That was so nice. And I was like, I know I want to spend the rest of my life with this man. I know yeah. he's going to push me towards Christ. I know we're going to like, just be good together. So yeah. uh, that was nice. Oh, and just look, look, speaking from someone who's spent a significant amount of time with you and John, you're an amazing couple. You really do. You complement each other so perfectly and you just mesh so well. And I mean, that is an incredible story. So I want to go back. What would you say to somebody who's maybe finding herself, who's maybe listening to this and is finding herself at some point in your story, right? Like maybe she's mm -hmm. in a relationship and she's engaged and is feeling kind of freaked out about it. Or maybe she has just broken off a relationship and is feeling depressed about it. Like, am I going to be single forever or whatever? Like what would be, you know, just kind of like something you have to say to someone that could be going through this? I would say one of the most important things that I didn't do that I wish I did and I'm working on a long way with yeah. my husband is very good at this. So he's helping yeah. with this is being raw and real and authentic. Yeah. Um, you know, open up if you yes. are having struggles or uh, mm -hmm. nerves, doubts, whatever it is, open yeah. up, not to everybody. You don't have to open up to everybody, but yeah. at least your inner circle, at least the yeah. people that you trust and you know, are going to have the best intentions for you mm -hmm. uh, with their advice. 
uh, that would be like my number one thing. Um, I would also say like, if it's an engagement, it's better not to move forward or marry at all than it is mm -hmm. to marry a person who you have significant doubts about yeah. just for the sake of getting married. Totally. Um, not worth it. It's mm -hmm. you'll, you'll be miserable the rest of your life. So, um, just yeah. think about that. I know it might seem scary to even call off a wedding or you mm -hmm. feel bad about all the many different things and you so badly want that day, but it's the marriage that matters. Not the, not the wedding day. Oh, um, absolutely. Can we say that again? It's the marriage <laughs> that matters, not the wedding day. It's the truest <laughs> thing though. Like it's so easy to get swept up. Right. It is. It is because uh, you've got all these nice things and yeah. everyone in your life that you love is going to be there, you know? Of course. So, yeah. Um, and if you, if your relationship ended because you weren't be, being treated well, um, mm -hmm. I would say just know that you deserve better and better yeah. does exist. Like yeah. This, you deserve to be treated better and you can mm -hmm. find that person that will treat you better out there. They, they exist for sure. Mm -hmm. And then here's a piece of advice that I got that was actually really helpful for me that I just never even thought about. Yeah. Just yeah. Keep busy, you know, do the, all the things that you never got to do yeah. um, in your life that you wouldn't be able to do when you're married or mm -hmm. in a, you know, um, serious relationship. Mm -hmm. um, for me, that was going to the taco crawl. Like I, I liked doing yeah. those things. So, you know, Matthew helped me and said, Hey, come, come do this. Mm. Um, I always wanted to go on a missions trip and I never did. So I started to make plans about, you know, going on this missions trip, which I went on like a week after I started dating John, That's but, amazing. um, you know, things like that, keep busy. Don't just sit home and have pity yeah. parties. Cause it's just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna help you. So, you know, hang on that. to your friends, hang on to your family, appreciate the time that you have with them. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Do you have anything, not to turn this like to the negative, but do you have anything that you would say like, please do not say this to someone who may have just called off a wedding or just th went through a bad breakup? Yeah. Um, everyone that gave encouragement had the best intentions. Um, yeah. But I think the people whose encouragement, like I said, meant the most were, were people that had been through something similar. I felt like I could connect, I could relate to them um, a little bit better. And so, you know, for people that would give advice mm -hmm. and compare their stories to mine, but they weren't really similar at all whatsoever. Yeah. Yes. Those just kind of struck a nerve, you know, mm -hmm. um, not to say I didn't appreciate the encouragement, but right. You appreciate the thought. Yes. But but it's almost yeah. like, you know, giving you advice on a totally different situation. Yeah. And um, not even really even knowing how I'm feeling. Yeah. And then the other thing is like, you know, I know, again, good intentions, but like, you're young, you'll find someone like, mm. you don't know that I might not find somebody. And if yes. I know that's okay, but yes. what meant more to me was just spending time with me and listening mm. and being heard and knowing people were there for me. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, I mean, you've basically, do you, do you regret this situation in any way? Like, do you look back on your story and you're like, gosh, I wish that didn't happen? Yes and no. Okay. Um, I, I'll start with the don't regret, I guess, first. Uh, yeah. I don't regret that it happened because for many reasons, it helped me work on a lot of things that I needed to work on. It helped me become better in a lot of areas that I needed to work on being better, you know, yeah. example, like I said, being real and raw and authentic, yeah. um, being better in my decision-making, mm -hmm. trusting that I was secure and confident enough in mm -hmm. who I was to be like, the way you're feeling is not okay. Mm -hmm. So all of those things, uh, I don't regret because, right. you know, I, I 
it helped me become who I am today. Yeah. And then the other thing is that I, I guess I learned so much about mm-hmm. just the people in my life and how special and important they were and just appreciating time with them. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing is a lot of qualities that John has, I mm-hmm. don't think I would have appreciated to the extent that I do had I not mm-hmm. been through what I was through. Yeah. Um, you know, example, my husband, John is very, you know, this very honest and very oh, yeah. blunt. he will say what's on his mind. Yes. And, uh, yeah. He is the poster the child for honesty. You do not have to wonder where you stand with Jonathan Gramco. <laughs> he will tell you. And I love it. I, I agree. Like, I always know he's telling me the truth. So Absolutely. this thing looks bad and he tells me, yes, it does look bad. It hurts there you have bit, it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You're telling me the truth. At least, you so know, I wouldn't have appreciated that. And then, you know, yeah. he's a doer, not a talker. Words is my love language. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate that actions speak louder than words for him. Yeah. And he takes initiative. So all of those qualities I wouldn't have appreciated had I not yeah. been through what I did. Totally. Regrets. I, you know, definitely like I, I wish there's sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I never met him. I wish mm. I never dated him. I wish I never said yes to marrying him. I wish I opened up more, you know, mm. I, I guess the list can go on and on there. But if I'm being honest, I do have regrets about that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I understand that. But I mean, it's there is no question that God used your story. And honestly, like, I think that God's going to use your story today. Like when this pot, when people are listening to this podcast, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's going to touch people and I feel like God's going to use it. And I think he already has used it and he's walked with you the whole way, you know? And so I just think that you're so strong and amazing. Um, will you tell your girls about this one day? Absolutely. Um, yeah. for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, how their mom and dad met. It's kind yeah. of like the story that brought us together. Um, I, I want them to know uh, all these things that I was feeling and what went, what I went through so that they have just the security in God and in their faith and yeah. in themselves mm-hmm. uh, to be able to make the decisions, not just about marriage, but just yeah. in their own lives. Yeah. And um, you know, it's, it's just my story. And I, I'm excited to share a lot of my story of yeah. kind of what I went through. All these years, I won't share my age because it's very old, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. I, I want to tell them all my stories and be Absolutely. able to share it with them. And I don't know when, but, uh, it'll be, it'll be fun. And I'm really appreciated being able to share it today because I haven't told Absolutely. it in a while and I hope it blesses and touches someone and, you know, Absolutely. I'm here to talk. So I love that. That's amazing. Anything else about anything you learned, any other words? Or we hit it all. I feel like we hit it all. I think we hit it all. Um, there was one verse, if I could share yeah. the verse that like Please just do. stuck with me the whole yeah. time and like kept me going. And it was Isaiah 30, 15 mm. in quietness and in trust shall be your strength. Mm. And I just like, again, going back to my journal. Sorry, I'm a yeah. journal nerd. I love I, it. Uh, <laughs> I just with like looking back on all the entries, it was almost on every single page, you know, and I I just kind of rested in in knowing that Mm -hmm. where I'm getting my strength from. Oh, I love it. That's bam. That's good. I love it. That's a good story, Sharon. You're amazing. So Thanks. thanks for letting me be here. Oh, please. Thank you for coming. So we like to end just kind of lighter. It's like our little, so what else section at the end. So are you into any shows right now? Are you and Jonathan like the type of couple that watch shows together? I mean, I know you already talked about Lucy. 
Yeah. So we do watch shows together. That's like our hobby, I guess, especially yeah, yeah. during the pandemic, because, mm-hmm. you know, what else are you going to do with the young kids? Right. Yeah. Um, we did just finish Good Place. Did you see that one? Oh, OK. No, but everybody has been telling me that I need to watch it. Do I need to watch it's, it? I think so. The beginning, okay. here's my opinion. The mm-hmm. beginning was very good. And then the middle seasons, meh. Are meh. But then the okay. last season, specifically like the finale, very good. Okay. So okay. That. That's good to know. Yeah. Um. I also, I love Melissa McCarthy. Do you like her? Yes. So I just watched her newest movie, Super Intelligence. It was really funny. Oh, really, really good. All right. I she cracks me down. up. Are you guys watching anything? Um, okay. So we watched The Queen's Gambit. I've heard good things. And we haven't really found anything since that. That's like honestly such a depressing thing for me when we like finish a show and then I'm like, now what? We haven't really found anything. So like we're kind of like floundering in between shows right now. So maybe we'll do The Good Place. I feel like, I don't know if you have the same uh, thoughts with this, but when I finish a show, I almost mm-hmm. feel like I've lost friends. Absolutely. Like, these people have been 100%. such a big part of my life for this long and now I don't have them anymore, you know? Have you watched Parenthood? <gasps> yes. I want to watch it now that I'm a parent. Did you watch it when you were a parent? Oh, excuse me. I've watched the whole series five times in my life. That's so embarrassing to admit out loud, <laughs> but I said it, okay? And it's Good just for you. take me that's... for who I am. Mm-mm, Literally. When I say I'm obsessed with parenthood, that's that doesn't even do justice to my feelings about parenthood. Like, I love that show on such a deep level. After the finale, not only did I sob during the series finale, but I felt depressed, like lonely. Like, I had a hole in my life for so long. Hence why I've now rewatched it five times because I just feel like I need the Bravermans back in my life. If you are listening to this and you have not watched Parenthood, you have not lived, okay? It's on, it was on Netflix for many years and now it's on Hulu. Ooh, good to know. I might, we just finished Good Place. Maybe we should rewatch Maybe that. you should do Parenthood. Maybe. Oh I gosh, think we I should. so much. I like, feel like I'm going to cry the whole time because I'm a parent now. You know, when I watched I know. it, I wasn't. So I, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to be is, like It sobbing. is different. No, totally. It is different watching it as a parent. But gosh, it's such a good show. Scott hates it, which is a huge point of tension in our relationship, let me just tell you. Because one of the things that I love about it is that it's like, for people who don't know, it's like about a family. So it's like there's the parents, there's four kids, and then their kids. But it's like there's a lot of yelling. It's loud. People are talking over each other, like fighting, loving, like just like the whole thing. And Scott is like overwhelmed by that. Like he he doesn't like it when people are yelling and loud and talking over each other. That like stresses him out, makes him think like people are angry. Like he just doesn't respond well to that. But to me, I'm like, this is like coming home. Because <laughs> if anybody here listened to the bonus episode that I put out called Meet My Family, you can clearly tell like none of us have an inside voice. We all talk over each other. Like everyone is sarcastic and making fun of each other 100% of the time. So it's like when I watch Parenthood, I'm like, I love these people, the Bravermans. Like this is my family. You can but Scott relate, gets overwhelmed. Right? Yeah, he gets overwhelmed. So he won't watch it with me, which is like very upsetting to me. So he but- never, he didn't watch the whole thing. No, but I mean, has he seen probably every episode at this point? Probably because it's like I have it on. I've seen the whole series five times since we've been together. So it's like he's he hears it when I'm playing it, you know, if I'm folding laundry and it's on in the background. So like he knows the premise of the show, but he has not like sat down with me 
and bonded over it. He just makes fun of it in the background. I tell him to go away. Oh, that's so that's sad. that's our hard thing, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You're doing pretty good, right? <laughs> it's fine. Oh my gosh, are you I'll reading anything? I'll text you when I start up the show again to talk oh, about Braverman. You know, <laughs> please do. I love it. Are you reading anything right now? Well, here's where I'm at. I used to love reading. Yeah, um, hasn't been a hobby I've been able to do since I became a mom. I don't know if mm-hmm. you have any tidbits on that of advice. No, I, I basically I used to love like I was an avid reader of just like fiction you know and then it's like I became a mom I don't think I read for three straight years last year I finally got back into reading and like it's it's slow but it's I love like just like getting into a good novel like last year I read The Nightingale oh my gosh by Kristen Hanna phenomenal I read so The Nightingale is phenomenal The Great Alone is phenomenal um what's the book about crawdads where the crawdads sing or whatever phenomenal like i just read like a a back to back i read novels that were just like so good that it made me like fall back in love with reading right now i'm reading um i just said this in a different episode i think um maybe you should talk to somebody it's like a memoir about a therapist it's very good but anyway whatever books but i mean it's slow going and i'll go i'll still go like a, like a few months and i'm like ugh like once i i ended my last novel i never got a new one or you know it's right. like and then i struggle with guilt too though like sometimes if i'm reading a novel i'm like you know i really should be reading like a parenting book or like a christian book or like a marriage book or something, but it's like, sometimes I'm not in the mood to like read about how you're supposed to talk to your toddler. Like, uh. yeah. And I feel like you've been figuring that out like all day, you know, like sometimes exactly. you shut your brain off and just be with the crawdads, you know, a hundred percent. Like, it's just like, I just was with my two toddlers for 12 hours and now I'm gonna like cuddle up in my bed with a cup of tea and like read more about like appropriate ways to discipline your toddler like no I don't want to do that like I just want to get lost in a story thank you very much yeah yeah I feel you and that was smart that you picked like three books that were like sucked you in I think that's what I need to do and I I started educated have you heard of that book oh I read that too last year was good it was really good it is really good. I'm yes. on chapter four and I started in August. What is it? March? Um, it's hard. I know. Still working know. on it. It's a yeah. good book. I just, I think I just got out of it and I just have to like get I back know. into that. I know. I get it. I also okay. read, ooh, Big Little Lies. Oh, I've heard of that. Is that you a know, show too? There's a TV series about it, but it's on like HBO, something that I don't have. So I have not seen the TV series, but the book okay. was good. Um, You know, and these are just like, these are just like, I mean, I don't know if they're classified as a beach read, but kind of. You know what I mean? Just yeah, like a, those are just good. like whatever. Do so, you do books on tape? I don't know if you spend a lot of time in the car. But. I I mean, I'm obviously obsessed with podcasts, and I have done some books on Audible, which I really enjoy. I really do. Yeah, me. I I really like them too. I got into them when I was like in the car a lot for work when I mm-hmm. was recruiting, and um. Oh, right. I mean, I don't listen to a lot now, but like right. if I ever drive from Central Jersey to North from Jersey. from Central Jersey. <laughs> and both girls were napping. I, oh, I heaven. I tried that too. But, and it then really, I listen to your podcast. Oh, love you. It really is the worst if we get in the car and I'm like all excited to listen to a certain podcast. And then my kids are like, Frozen, play the Frozen soundtrack. And I'm like, oh, I don't even have my driving time anymore. So when I'm in the car by myself, 
heaven. Mm. What do you do? Do you put on music? Do you just like sit like quiet? I no, I'm not good. At, I'm not good with quiet, which like this could turn into an entire counseling session right here and now. But like, I'm not good at just like sitting in quiet and like being alone with my thoughts. Like I really struggle with that. So like if I am in the car, I always have a podcast playing or sometimes music. But what are you going to do? That's good. Yeah. Maybe I'll you practice sitting in the quiet, but it's very hard for me. I feel dead air. It's just like, that is a thing about me. You got to have your time too, you know, and whatever brings you a little bit of happy during the day. Got to totally. do it. It is funny. Cause you know, well, you know, my sister, Emily, obviously she's your sister-in-law. We are just so funny that we're so different. My sister, Emily is just very like calm and like a little quieter and just a little more introverted and like is able to be alone and be okay with that and like if we're driving somewhere together I'll be like so what do you think about this and what do you think about this and sometimes she's just like Caitlin can we not talk for like I don't know 30 seconds like can we take a <laughs> breath <laughs> but I can't help it I just you have a lot of words that way right <laughs> we really are like we we don't know how we are sisters like we share the same dna and we're we have like opposite personalities but that's fine that's what makes us complement one another what are you gonna that do that is true amen to that amen so sharon you are the best seriously like this story was awesome i think it's gonna touch so many people you are so strong you are such an amazing independent woman i feel like i wish it was like did I miss like Women's Day or whatever? That would be so great if we could release this on that day, but I'm sure it's yeah. past. I don't even know when it is. I'm a bad, whatever. Okay, don't criticize me. I don't know when it is, but anyway, it's fine. I don't either. Forgive us, everyone, but you're awesome. Love you. Thank you for doing this, and we will have you back sometime soon. Thank you so much, and thank you for letting me be here and tell my story. Of course. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to like and subscribe right now before you go. And hey, if you want to toss us a five-star rating, I would love you forever. Check us out next week for our next episode. You can catch So What Else anywhere you get your podcasts or at CaitlinElliott.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at so.what.else. Artwork by Caroline Chicola and editing and everything else by Scott Elliott. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week.